0: I am your plug. And we are back. That's right, back again for another episode of The Who Plug. Rockin' Witch on this illustrious
1: weekday. Coming at you, it's your main man for Ross in the building. And I got with me, as always, my brother, my partner in crime. Co to the CEO. Stir fry time in the building. Tyler, how you feeling today, my brother?
0: I'm feeling good, bro. Final week of the regular season is here. Lots of playoff implications on the line. Great podcast. Lots cooking for y'all today. But before we get into all that, how you doing, my brother, my dog, my co-host, Ross?
1: I'm good, man. You know what I'm saying? Always hyped to get back on wax. You know what I'm saying? Doing it for the peeps at home. You know what I'm saying? Big shouts out. And we got another jam-packed episode for y'all
0: like we always Dude. All right, y'all, lot's cooking on this one. New CBA in-season tournament coming your way on year four, the Kawhi Experiment, why that's not working, and more. Keep it locked. It's the plug.
1: Yes, sir. Locked and loaded. You already know, man, best way to start it. We're going to start it from the top, man. CBA, more money, more problems, man. And the NBA lately, the last decade, has been all about the more money. And it looks like the trend is continuing, man. New CBA agreed to buy the NBA
0: and Players Association. Bro, we're going to get rid of the boring stuff first. 65-game minimum for postseason awards. Did we need this? I don't think so. It's not fixing load management, but I have no problem with it. We might have more of those situations where we get those Drew Holiday symbolic starts after Tip checking out two seconds into the game. So uh, I really care for this one. But the big news, the big one, an in-season tournament could be coming as soon as next Season. That's right. Adam Silver's insistence to push this through has finally paid off because it will be coming to the NBA. And I'm honestly a little bit optimistic about it. Yeah, this is interesting, man.
1: Adam Silver really known to change it up, switch it up, deviate from the norm, man. And for the most part, he's been successful. I mean, the all-star game in general has been on a downtrend. I think he's done some things to keep it as interesting and as competitive as it possibly could be. But with that being said, I mean, between the play-in, man, this, this new idea that they're proposing, Adam Silver's really the thinker. He's out here. He's got the new ideas, and he's not worried and not scared to let them fly. And I'm here for it. I mean... Some of the ideas that this guy has had so far has been great, and I think that this in-season tournament is going to be more of the same. I was a little bit confused on how they were going to make it work with the extra games and yada, 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 but listen, right, the finalists of the in-season tournament, they're the only teams playing 83 games. and The winner potentially gets a half a million-dollar payout, which ain't too shabby at all, so I think those and people that's would be—
0: player. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, uh, David Stern, he didn't do any of these off-the-wall stuff. Adam (laughs) Silver still in his first decade throwing out play-in tournament. People thought that was crazy. Now he's talking about in-season tournaments. What's next, Adam? (laughs) Come on, bro. But like I said, I am optimistic about it. Pool play games will be baked into the regular season. It's just kind of funny how, like you mentioned, we're in the era where these guys, the concern is they're not playing hard enough in the All-Star game. There's too much days off in terms of load management, stars resting. Adam Silver said, nah, bump that. We're going to give some teams 83 games, more not less. <laughs> it's kind of funny, though. I like it. Times have changed. Things get a little stale midseason sometimes. This is going to freshen it up. I've seen it work in soccer, and that's why I feel like it could work in the NBA. The only gripe I have is the timing of it. I feel like it should be not directly in the middle, and I don't even know if they've announced this yet. No, no, it is. It's going to be in December. So early season, right? NBA is usually kicking around Halloween. We're talking about a month in some really, really meaningful basketball. I don't know if we need it. The this season's still fresh. It's still new. I want to put it in that three-fourths mark. You know, late into the new year. That's just me, though.
1: I like the thought on that. I mean, it'd be right at a point where you're able to have guys who or teams, right, who don't really have anything to compete for or those who are, you know what I mean, maybe settling in, resting guys, whatever the case may be, an opportunity to spark that interest, pique that interest a little bit. It's a perfect time. I mean, you get it right before maybe a month or two months prior to the All-Star break. I mean, I think that's a good idea, Ty. For me, I just think this is going to be interesting, man. I mean, if regular season basketball wasn't good enough, which we've seen this season, it's going down to the wire, especially in the Western Conference and in the East for my Chicago Bulls. But that's a conversation for another day. This is great. Again, like you said, Adam Silver in his first decade, not afraid to switch it up. I mean, I didn't even realize all of these things were a possibility. I was like, wait a minute, does the commissioner (laughs) really have that much power? You could change the All-Star game. You could completely change how the playoffs work. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait just a gosh darn second. He's the commissioner. For a reason. And you know, using his powers for good, not evil. So big shouts out to Adam Silver for sure.
0: Yeah. One interesting thing with this in season tournament is how's is it going to de- affect the dynamic of player movement? Because if you think back to this year, earlier this season, again, December, we're talking about for this play in tournament, for this in season tournament. I'm going to have to get used to that. If the Nets, because at that point they're clicking, they ran off about seven, eight wins in a row. Katie's happy camper, Kyrie's on the court every day. This is a pre uh, Amazon link, you know? And if they make a run, win the in-season tournament, everyone's happy and gleeful, Ben Simmons is playing on impactful 12 minutes a game, does that make them stick together? Does that make Kyrie like, nah, we, we really got a chance. You just saw what we did. Like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. The other effects, the incidental consequences this has on the league.
1: Yeah, you bring a valuable point. Do I think it changes that specific situation too much? No, because I think Kyrie Irving's relationship with the Nets restrained after his treatment, he made a mistake. You know, we're not going to delve too much into that point regardless. Oh, with all that being said, though, there's going to be future implications on players, what team they want to sign with, whether they stay, whether they re-sign in different places. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what this does because, again, like you said, you're building chemistry in a competitive, quote-unquote, playoff-type atmosphere, and you really get a chance to see what your team is made of. And I mean, for those winners, man, or even those teams that perform above expectations, they're going to be riding some very high momentum.
0: Facts, facts. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out. Four years!
1: Clipper Nation has been talking about a chip four years since Kawhi put Toronto on his back. Four years since Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Los Angeles Clippers teamed up to form one of the most dynamic duos in NBA history. And we have yet to see if these guys can contend for a championship. That is crazy. Ty, I mean, we know the big reason for this is injuries, but what are your thoughts
0: on this, man? Yeah, you you hit it on the head. We're in year four of if they can stay healthy. They're going to be in the finals. And uh, four up, four (laughs) down, at least that's the way it's looking because PG-13 just went down with the knee injury. Now, good news, Clipper Nation, the knee injury was minor. It was a sprain. It could have been worse. It was that MCL, so things get iffy. But they've been able to win a few games in his absence, due in part to Kawhi's return to greatness and Russ's renaissance. Yeah, y'all heard me right. Russell Westbrook, live by Russ. Die by Russ. I mean, I can't think of a truer statement. Problem is that strategy hasn't worked in the playoffs. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be tough for the Clippers. They did not make their road easy with their regular season. The injury just hurts that much more. What do you think?
1: Look, could have been hometown hero Kawhi Leonard. I mean, the story is great. He wins a championship for a team that has never even made it past the second round of the playoffs. I mean, barely making it to the East. It seems like squeaking by the Sixers in that that second round matchup, right? Being able to put the team on his back going to Los Angeles, right? The town that he's from, you know what I mean? Not playing for the Lakers, but playing for the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? A little closer to home. Paul George signs. I mean, the type of talent that was around them. I mean, we started off the season with a super exclusive about the Clippers saying, don't sleep on the Clippers. I mean, between John Wall and just everyone on their squad was a prototype. Long, could shoot, could spread the floor, could play defense, athletic. You really had a lot of the same guys, man. And you see them trading for Russ in the middle of the season. It's just a sad situation. Man, between the injuries ah, this is the thing i'm not gonna sit here and lie to anybody and say russ has got a lot in the tank to give a winning team and on top of that i didn't understand the fit from the jump i mean if anything this fits less there's less three-point shooting on the clippers if anything maybe i'm exaggerating but definitely not the kind that's gonna help them make up for russell westbrook's three-point shooting so i say all of that to say this i mean i expected him to make an impact a positive impact But I was wrong, man. Like you said earlier, you live by the rust, you die by the rust. There's times where he's going to shoot and pass and move at 100 miles an hour, and that's going to be the difference maker in a close-fought win. But a lot of times, that's going to be the difference maker in a blowout.
0: And there's a positive to these struggles for the Clippers. It's for us all, all us NBA fans. We win in this scenario because outside of Knicks Cavs, there is going to be another juggernaut round one matchup. And that's going to be taking place in the Western Conference. The Clippers are currently tied with the Dubs for fifth in the West. Now, one of these teams will be matched up with the Suns at the four seed in round one, bro. Talk about heavyweights. Andrew Wiggins is just getting back on the court for the Golden State Warriors. They would have a shot. The Clippers without PG would need a miracle. I'm not going to lie to you, but that Suns team is not, and I repeat, not unbeatable. They have barely played together. I know what they are. I've said it once. I'm going to say it again. I don't see them winning the finals this year. Suns ain't winning it. (laughs)
1: Hey Ty, I appreciate the enthusiasm You know what I mean? And I I hear you The Suns, they they have a lot of things Not going for them this year, so if these guys Were to make it to the chip, it surprised some people Even at the beginning when the trade took place They were sitting at the favorites in the league I don't know if it's still the same Fourth seed in the West, a highly competitive West I think they make make a mockery of the Clippers But it's hard to see them winning the chip In such a deep, deep Western conference This is the best Lakers team we've seen Since the bubble, no Kizzy, they've been hooping in their last 20 or 30 games. So whoever makes it out of that plan, which I think is probably going to be the Lakers and and probably the Pellies, maybe the Wolves. I say all that to say this. I, this is not a year for the Clips. We could talk our shit about the Suns. <laughs> we'll just have to see. Katie been back. He been hooping. They've been winning. High key.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, they look good, you know, Labor. Okay, well, I'm glad you
1: said that, though. You got to talk about two teams, bro. The Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks, man. I mean, you look at the standings, you almost don't believe where they're If you last looked at the standings three months ago and you looked at them today, what happened? I mean, the Jazz, we knew that this was coming, but the Mavs, this is all after
0: the Kyrie trade. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, post-All-Star break, I brought this scenario up to you. I was like, there's a world where (laughs) the Dallas Mavericks missed the playoff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they had just lost like three, four games. The Kyrie fit was looking good on offense, but awful on defense. And uh, nothing's changed. Ty, you might have, like,
1: some magic powers. You might have a crystal ball somewhere over there because you predicted the future. You couldn't predict that the Mavericks would be so terrible. I mean, they went on a slight slide. But since then, the point that Tyler's talking about, oh, my God, they've been absolutely abysmal. Losing close games. Luke is getting in fights with the refs. I mean, it's it's crazy. But we all know what's going to happen at the end of this season. Kyrie's going to skedaddle on out. Leave for nothing. (laughs) It's crazy, too, because the Mavs... They got a star, got worse, and they're going to be even worse once he's gone at the end of this season. I
0: have a weird theory that Mark Cuban is okay with this. I feel like he looked at his roster, the group of men pre-trade that he assembled around Luka, and it was like, this is just a bunch of mediocre. This is not ever going to be good enough to win me a title. Once they let Jalen Brunson go... Their cap situation was screwed where they couldn't really assign, acquire top talent, and they didn't have any young players that were going to be the guy. So it was like, all right, let's trade the farm for Kyrie. If it doesn't work out, we'll clear the books and try again. I think that was a big part. He's yep. been able to get free agents down there in Dallas. I mean, there was the, the Andre Jordan weird situation where he had, they had a deal, and then they didn't. I don't know. I I feel like there was a small part of him that wanted this
1: yeah I mean this is the thing we're all looking like oh man Luca's not playing making the playoffs oh man Luka's sliding to 11 oh man Luca and the Mavericks are in the Wemba series like that's that's what it's looking like out of nowhere I mean I think what well, they probably got four or five more games left at this point you tank and you tank as hard as you can my brother I mean Luca tears his ACL that's what I'm reporting to the people then I mean. there's no reason for him to play that's not true listen at the end of the day they win a couple games they're in contention for the play-in We out of all those Teams right now in the playing, them and the Lakers are more than likely going to move forward. So it's not a done season. But even then, it's just like go for Wimbayama. I mean, you're not going to get a worse record than the Rockets or the Spurs.
0: And there's been talks that they might shut down Kyrie and Luca for the rest of the season for that very reason. Regardless of them doing that, I'm going to tell you something right now, Faraz. Their next draft pick is coming out of an envelope. They're going to be in that lottery.
1: Yeah, and this is the thing, right? You don't got to be 19 and 60 like the Houston Rockets to get the first pick. The Houston Rockets' odds are high, but, I mean, hey, they've even the odds. Five worst teams, right? Like, their odds are pretty much even for the most part with slight edges going through the, the higher rankings.
0: Yeah, Yeah. So uh, it's not gone as Mavs fans expected, but there's always next year when you got a generational talent like 77. Nothing is impossible. All right. Moving on. Playoff preview last Friday. Knicks, Cavs, a matchup between undersized guards that play much bigger and appear so on the card. Donovan Mitchell, who didn't disappoint, not missing a single field goal the second quarter jalen brunson matching it with a career high 48 and the win, bro i like this for so many reasons as much as this was the jalen brunson show as much as this was a dallas mavericks what are you doing why would you let this man go for nothing this was a team win as well and how many times have us knicks fans watched someone come into our building and light us up a star (laughs) that could not be stopped or matched on the other end it was lebron it was kobe It was a bunch of other guys. but last Friday, Donovan Mitchell met his match. Bro, this was a heater from both squads. There was no defense, and I loved every second of it, bro. Amazing game.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, as a Knicks fan, this is a great game. You know, you have basically every single player on the Knicks except for two in double-digit scoring. Jalen Brunson with a light. 48-piece McNuggets. I mean, just just going to work. And on the other end, Donovan Mitchell and friends. You know what I mean? Darius Garland <laughs> doing his thing. Evan Mobley, Karis yeah. LaVert. these guys holding it down, man. It was a screamer. It was a great game to watch. And the best part about it is Cavs, they got home court advantage. They got an opportunity in a week or two to make up for this loss. Buying will hold you. This is the realest the Knicks have ever looked. The Knicks look yeah. real. They look like some dogs. I mean, Obi Toppin getting 10 plus points in 12 minutes. We know Obi's a bucket, but I mean, if everybody's firing on that kind of cylinder, the Knicks have got a pretty good playoffs ahead of them. They are not championship bound by any stretch of the word, but they got they got a competitive playoff run in front of
0: them. The shoe that may drop is that Julius Randle injury. he's been out. The reason Obi did those minutes was because Julius Randle, this all-star forward, was out dealing with that sprained ankle being reevaluated around playing tournaments. So it's likely he misses at least one game. If it goes much further, geez, this is going to be a tough upset to pull off. But either way, man, like I said, encouraging stuff. You love to see the young guys shine. Quickly has been amazing just playing with the joy and exuberance that not many have done. In the garden for a long time.
1: Let's see if the Knicks can shake off the Randalls of Christmas past, right? <laughs> Moving on. We got to talk about this, man. Somewhere in America, Paul Pierce is punching the air right now, all right? <laughs> Dwayne Wade just officially named a Hall of Famer. Yeah, man. Big shouts out, D.W.
0: Three, man. Way of Wade. 13-time All-Star, three-time champ, and he did one of those things. The first one, the most impressive one with Mr. Diesel at the center spot, putting the team on his back performance in the finals that we haven't seen from someone that age since. I mean, the slept-on part of his game, because we could talk about the scoring. We could talk about that 30-point-per-game year where he won the scoring championship. We could talk about, like I said, the 13 All-Stars, but the slept-on part was the defense. Maybe the best shot-blocking guard of all time. There was LeBron, but I don't remember anyone else doing chase-down (laughs) box under 6'5", except for Dwayne Wade. He started that, and then the steals as well. Anytime there was a big moment, it was D-Wade picking the pocket, D-Wade in the passing lane, living up to that nickname Flash at the other end of the court, putting the ball in the basket immediately.
1: Plain and simple. Dwayne Wade's got that dog in him. I mean, he's the only person in NBA history who could say Shaq was his number two on a championship <laughs> team. The only one. Again, RIP to Mama. The Mama can't say that. What we saw from Dwayne Wade We haven't seen from the likes of many before him. I mean, the guy was a second, third-year player. So he was a second-year player making a deep, deep run in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference with Shaq by his side. They didn't quite get over the hump. But the next year, man, I mean, coming back from being down 2-0, young, not that much experience, but it's just like he's been there before. I mean, Dwayne Wade's put together one of the greatest finals performances of all time. I mean, that 6 chip at the two guard, I mean, you just put all the circumstances into play. Shaq is coming off that situation in L.A. Dwayne Wade is a third-year guy. He's coming into the league like a dog. And they're able to upset the Mavericks. I'm pretty sure the Mavs were number one in, in the league that year or something to that effect, you know, yeah. we're pretty close to it and i mean again it's not often that you're gonna come back on a team stack with the likes of guys like dirk nowitzki and sean marion and jason terry and guys who are ballers you know what i'm saying so big shouts out to the flash man d wade just one of those guys that we've been blessed to witness his career as part of our childhood and lifetime something we're able to see up front not just hear about
0: yeah no for real I I was thinking of the same thing because he left us with a lot of moments, man. That game three in the finals with the Heatles, it felt like it was an uphill battle for that team at times. And especially that first year, I know they didn't win it all, but D-Wade was the guy. And for LeBron to be in his prime and us to say that, LeBron, probably the greatest of all time in a lot of your eyes, that that's just a testament to how good this guy was. Not only was this guy
1: able to lead dogs, lead men, like this guy was able to Be led. You mentioned what LeBron said about Dwayne Wade, but a guy like Dwayne Wade, once who led the league in scoring, this is a guy who, for his career, averaged 22 points a game. You know, in the front end of his career, averaging well over 25 points per game, 30 ball in there for a whole season. This guy's the truth. And being able to curtail his game with such a dominant player like LeBron and still averaging 20 points, 20 plus points per game during that span, still being able to make an impact, still being able to outshine Braun at times dwayne wade is one of those guys not only is a star but he embodies what it means to be a true team player a true leader i mean this guy the only reason he ever left the heat is because they basically put a gun to his head and said go this was the most loyal man the praise for dwayne wade doesn't end and like i said paul pierce is somewhere punching the air right now thinking he's better <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man all right from one hoffer to another the latest inductee along with Dirk, along with D-Wade, along with Pat, not Pat Riley, but Greg Popovich to be inducted. LaMarcus Aldridge, okay, big man. Y'all might not remember the Portland days for him, but that was Dame's vet. That was the the all-star, the multi-time all-star, the the go-to guy, the low, close, finesse big man that did a little bit of it all back in his heyday. Even played defense and got mixedy down there on the block. So <laughs> LaMarcus Aldridge, well-deserved well Hoffer funny thing is right i've been a huge lamarcus aldridge guy my whole
1: life guy was a bucket i remember my senior year the dude was averaging 23 24 11 blocks assists steals like he was doing it all helping with d Wade to lead that trailblazers team making some decent playoff runs la he's he's just one of those guys i mean a guy who's able to come in in the spurs and score 20 points a game in a season you know a guy who's able to with teams like The Nets and stuff like that still be able to put up double-digit points a game on the back end of his career after having to retire early and come back. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge is a true professional. But for some reason, I never looked at him as a Hoffer. I guess because it's so, I feel like almost so recent in my my eyes, and I, I grew up watching this guy doesn't seem so far away. I'm like, is he? But nah. You said it earlier, very well deserved. Some people might be scratching their head, but the work that yeah. Lamarcus, you know, what I'm saying, but the work that Lamarcus Aldridge put in in Portland, where he was able to improve between his rookie and his second year, and just what he was able to do for the balance of his career. Lamarcus Aldridge, mid-range assassin, low post boss. <laughs> you know, like yeah, big shouts out, Elliot. I mean, I learned a couple things from my game from him for sure.
0: Yeah, that's Tim Duncan light, bro. Even the glass. <laughs> All that, all that. I like it. I like it. Smart sense. All right, version. bro. oh yeah, we gotta talk about this. This play was insane. I know y'all heard the name by now. Victor Wimbayama, seven foot four, doing things that he has no business doing on a basketball court. And yesterday was just the latest. This man shot a step back three. Everyone that's played basketball one day in their life knows that momentum is going the other way from the basket. Tell me how he releases that step back three from beyond the three-point line, catches it off the rim. For a putback dunk, that thing was insane. How how is this possible? My head hurts just thinking about it. Victor Wimbayama, if he could do this, and you no, know, I just, no, it doesn't translate directly, but it's just <laughs> it's just a play that shows what a freak athlete this guy is.
1: Yeah, it's honestly insane. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong, it took a good bounce, but at the same time, nah, dude, nah, you you can't. No regular dude is doing this. Like, KD might have a hard time doing this. And I'm not talking smack on KD, right? It's just he got four inches, five inches on KD, right? Probably six, seven inches of reach. If you even look at it, part of it was he even jumped that high on the putt back. His (laughs) arm was just so long. Like, you know what I mean? So the fact that he's agile enough to get the shot up, the step back at that height, but then be quick enough and, and recognize, I don't even know the the potential opportunity for a putback dunk. Like, I feel like most centers would have been able to catch it not do the putback. That was just OD.
0: Yeah. If we saw Taco Fall do that, we would have been eh. <laughs> Taco but Fall the, would be the, an
1: all-star the... in today's league if he could do
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. But the dribble combo to set it off? The tween-tween, ha huh, huh, into the step back? <laughs> it was like, yo, he's just playing 2K out here. It's crazy. He's...
1: He didn't he didn't lay it up, but he's basically saying filet yeah, with the French accent on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, y'all, that's gonna do it. Another episode of the Hoop Plug in the books. Before we get out of here, we're just gonna tell y'all about the best men's hair care grooming company in the game. Get off the patches, old hula hen, Get your stuff filled in. Get your hairline crispy. It'll freeze that receding and thinning. EvanAlexanderGrooming.com.
1: Yes, sir. You heard it here first, man. EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. Only the greatest in the hair care, skin care, beard care game. You know what I'm saying? When you go to checkout, don't forget to plug in promo code Hoop underscore plug underscore 15% off checkout. And you already know, man. Supporting them and supporting us. Just supporting yourself. And you know, as I always say, shouts out DJ Khaled. Don't ever play yourself. As always, guys, appreciate you for rocking with us. Appreciate y'all for locking in. And as always, put some flavor in your ear. Peace please.